Hello and welcome to Succeed Through Speaking, the place for experts and entrepreneurs who want high-value ideas to boost business results. Hello, I'm Tom Bailey and in today's Speaker Stories episode, I'll be getting to know Jenny Garrett, who is an award-winning career coach, a leadership trainer, speaker and author with her latest practical and empowering book being Equality versus Equity, Tackling Issues of Race in the Workplace. So Jenny, hello and a very warm welcome to today's episode. Thank you, really delighted to be here, Tom. Awesome, thank you so much. And I know you're internationally recognised, but whereabouts in the world are you right now? I'm based in Hemel Hempstead in Hertfordshire, and it's a little bit cold today. <laughs> yes, it is. I can definitely reflect on that. <laughs> um, thank you so much. And I also know that you are well known for your work in empowering working women yeah. and were awarded an OBE for services to entrepreneurship and women in business. Yes. So uh, amazing. That's 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 huge, huge recognition. And I guess my question is very much linked to this podcast as well. What role has public speaking or, or speaking in front of audiences really helped you in, in getting to this position and getting your message out there in the world? Yeah, it's helped a great deal, actually. I think getting in front of lots of people, one of the things I always remember um, someone saying to me is when you speak, um, you might not know who's in the audience, but everyone in the audience knows you. And that's really powerful. So it's meant that when I get in front of an audience, then lots of people know me who I didn't know previously. Mm -hmm. um, I, I may not remember every face and every name, but they remember me and they tell their friends about me. Um, and what's great about that is that when you have a strong message, a message that you really care about, it travels so much further because of your speaking. So it's played a really big role in, in me connecting with what's important to me and me um, putting that out there. Uh, so other people can share it. I love that. And a lot of speakers talk to me about, about the ripple effect. And a lot of times you just won't know how far that ripple can spread. But I guess it's inspiring knowing that it's out there. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And when you get a message back from someone who says, I was in the audience three years ago and now I'm ready to have a conversation with you. You think, oh, I was touching people. That's brilliant. And I guess that outweighs any insecurities or any fears or any shyness that you feel when you stood in front of that audience when you're knowing that you can have that much impact yes I, I guess so um I used to be a really nervous public speaker mm -hmm. um so when I wrote my first book I I went on a, a bit of a training program and and tried to get some help with my nerves and my confidence around speaking um and I think one of the most powerful things for me was um really concentrating on who could benefit from my message was yeah. there one person in the audience who would find it useful, who it could help, who it could support? Um, and then I stopped thinking about myself and whether I was being articulate or mm. <laughs> my knees were knocking or my mouth yeah. was dry and on that person and hoped, hoped my message would reach them. And that really did change. It was a game changer for me to start thinking yeah. that way. Really powerful perspective. I guess it's turning the spotlight off you on onto the audience and, and and really focusing on what value you can add to them in their lives. Yeah. And I love that you mentioned that you were a really nervous speaker and um, because I want to kind of go back there. I guess what was the earliest memory of you having to stand up and speak in front of an audience and how did it go? Yeah, I don't know about my earliest memory. To be honest, I wasn't a, a nervous as a child, I don't mm -hmm. think. Um, mm -hmm. Actually, not in my home environment. I remember 
sort of being behind the sofa and pretending to be a preacher and yeah. <laughs> you know doing all of that and sort of play acting um I also remember I think my holy communion or my confirmation I'm catholic um maybe reading a reading in church and, and yeah. doing fine you know not beautifully not wonderfully but doing it just fine so there was a point I think that I moved from not being self-conscious to being really conscious and I think it's in the work environment where someone says you know these people are watching this is a really important presentation Mm. Um, you know you've got to do well and and people start piling on the pressure that's when I started feeling really nervous or a presentation as part of an interview uh, process you know I really want this job so I think it's the pressure I put on myself um uh, you know it started to think about me so much more rather than just speaking that turned me into a really nervous public speaker yeah and we talk about you know the fear of others opinions the fear of judgment the fear of embarrassment making mistakes there's a little bit of imposter syndrome that that creeps in as well and and I guess for some people that's it then that that's the wall it's up and they don't pushed through that but you did um which is great and you mentioned you had some training What, what what did that look like yeah, interestingly, when I well, I had two things. I had a just a one day um, speaking uh, training mm-hmm. that was really good. It got me out of your comfort zone, got you doing yeah. things you would never do. I had some coaching, but I, again, I think it was a one off coaching mm-hmm. session, which um, was NLP related. Yeah. Um, and I also joined Toastmasters. Um, and I probably did. I don't know if, how much you know about Toastmasters. Mm-hmm. I know it really well. But I, I I think I did one book, maybe yeah. one book. I know there are many. Um, and that support and that forcing yourself to get up on stage week after week and practice different kinds of speeches was really good in, in helping me realise that, you know, the, the worst thing that could happen is I might, uh, you know, fluff my words, but it's, it's really not the end of the world. So that helps give me confidence. Yeah, you made some really great points there. I think, you know, one thing I'm reflecting on when I started to, try and get over my fear of public speaking was I thought I'd buy all the books on presenting confidence public speaking but it just didn't get me anywhere because I knew all the knowledge but didn't apply any of it so did the same thing as you joined the Toastmasters had that safe environment to get out there and start practicing and I think that's really important for anyone listening is you almost have to go through the uncomfortableness of speaking in front of others to actually get over that fear one day. Yeah I couldn't agree with you more but I'd also like to say sometimes I get quite quite big nerves again you know yeah. I think nerves are I, I choose to call them my friends now yeah <laughs> they're here they're along for the ride it means it I, it really matters to me yeah um, so I'm not going to say I never feel nervous I I do uh, and sometimes m- more nervous than others and I guess you know they're the same hormones the same endorphins the same reaction that you're having but you just put in a different perspective on it which is um something that can be learned which I think is great to hear for a lot of people yeah yeah absolutely and and I guess at that point then so you've had your training and you know you started to get a little little bit more comfortable what did the next period look like when you decided I can do this and you started to talk in front of others was was there a particular topic you were talking on or or how did how did that play out yeah so it did help that I'd written my first book and that Mm -hmm. was Uh, supporting women who were the main earner in their home so I remember being I am one of those people who does um put myself out of my comfort zone I know to me that's the only way to grow you can't wait to be confident you can't wait to know it all you have to put yourself in the situation um and and hope that you'll be successful or learn something from it so 
I remember just putting on Twitter, I've you know written this book. I, I'd love to speak to audiences about it. And people came to me. I remember traveling sometimes without being paid, you mm-hmm. know, all over Birmingham, you know, different places and mm-hmm. just being willing to speak to audiences, get better at what I was doing, practice, notice what resonated, what landed with people. Um, so for me, it was getting out there, sharing my message. And as I said, the, this for me, this idea of talking about women being the main earner, I was so passionate about it because it was something people didn't talk about. So I just wanted to talk to as many people, as many audiences as possible who were willing to hear um, and, and see how it landed with them. And so I, I really practiced then speaking. Perfect. Thanks for sharing that. I guess two big highlights for me so far have been one, take the audience off you, put it onto the the audience and what value you can add to them. The second one, I think, is get out there and practice. Um, what other advice would you give somebody listening right now who is maybe an aspiring speaker, would love to do it, but but haven't yet quite made that leap? Yeah, I, I'm thinking about when I first spoke, I would script it out word for word yeah. and then I would practice it in front of the mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I probably sounded a bit rehearsed and a bit robotic, um, yeah. but I, but I delivered it. Um, and then later on, what I what I did, used to do is I'd script it out, but then I'd shorten it to bullet points, mm-hmm. and then use those bullet points to help my memory. Because I think one of the big things for people is memory. Um, so it's either do I read read it, and then it you you lose a bit when you're just reading. Do I have do I have cards? How do I how do I deliver this talk? So um, yeah, I think memory was one of my biggest challenges. So I would say script it out. There's nothing wrong with doing that but then bring it back to what are the words that are going to help you remember what you need to say next um and use your own words and tell Mm. tell your own story um and then it will come naturally and no one ever knows what you're supposed to say exactly (laughs) so if you miss out a whole paragraph or something else no one will ever know um uh, and that's a great feeling you don't say oh I forgot to say oh you know oh no I've I've messed it up no one knows um and the other thing that I always think is that everybody really wants me to do well no mm. one in the audience is looking at me saying I hope she messes up today no. I hope she falls off the stage <laughs> no, no, they're not <laughs> they're really willing me to do a good job to to speak well to inspire them to uh provide some knowledge um you know even I always think also about wearing something that I feel I really like because I always say yeah. I always myself if they don't like what I'm saying at least perhaps they'll like what I'm wearing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> these are things that, that help me uh help me with my speaking journey but um yeah script it but I think that's important take people on a journey with you um take you know take them somewhere say from a to b to a to, to c on on a journey so there's mm-hmm. a beginning a middle and an end yeah. to what you are delivering um yeah. I think that's key and and try and find ways to help you with your memory um, again and try not to just learn it and and then recite it yeah um, because I, I think that's that's really difficult um yeah, I wonder one thing as well I used to feel not very confident about standing up I used to hope there'd be a seat for mm. me but standing up does help you project your voice and movement is really good for getting rid of those nerves. So try not to be planted in one place. Even just striding up and down an area will get rid of some of that adrenaline that's pumping through your body. Yeah, use of space on the stage is really important. And I guess that comes back to body language and being open and using all those great hand gestures as well. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I absolutely used to script everything word for word, learn it word for word. I used to voice record myself and listen to myself over and over again in the car. Um, but ultimately, you know, it sounds robotic. It's not natural. And when you think of a conversation between two people, that's not scripted. Um, you, you almost have more trust in yourself. So one of my coaches once said to me that questions generate content. So if you can ask yourself questions on stage, like, now, what did I mean by that? And yeah. then you can explain what you meant by that. And and then what could we do next? And then you almost explain that. It almost helps you to have that structure, but keep prompting yourself to keep talking through it. I love that. That's really great. And um, thank you for all of, of that. Um, one thing I'd like to talk about now is is quite topical, I think, still, is, is the global pandemic, which pretty much wiped out the speaking industry. Um, did that impact you? And if so, how did you transition to virtual? And, and what was that experience like for you? Yes, you know, the week that we went into lockdown in the UK, I was supposed to be going to South Africa to deliver some training. Oh, wow. Followed, I was supposed to go to France after that mm-hmm. and then Dublin. So I was actually traveling a great deal. And bit by bit, all of these things fell out of my diary. Yeah. Um, and I, it was a little bit scary. Mm-hmm. However, I had done quite a lot of work online before. So I was working with an organization that had asked me to deliver training online. Um, and so it was quite easy for me to transition into Zoom. But I must say, I tried to be exactly the same on Zoom as I was in, in you know, in an auditorium. Um, and I would stand up and I would dress up and I'd put my heels yeah. on. And yeah. I'd be, and then I realized this is just too much. Yeah. <laughs> People aren't really looking for that from me on yeah. a little screen. Um, and so I just calmed it all down a bit. But I, yeah, I, I'm, I definitely am one of the lucky ones who was still asked to um, deliver speaking engagements, um, and I do a lot of training and development. Um, and in fact, what happened was I was able to go to so many more places mm. to be in India in the morning and then uh, yeah. South Africa in the, <laughs> the afternoon, which I would never have been able right. to do before. So it was scary and it did go quiet for a short period of time, but then it just sort of actually mushroomed into something much bigger than it was before. Um, I, I find it hard now to <laughs> leave the house to go to a speaking engagement. Mm, of so course. International Women's uh, Month, uh, Day Month, um, is a big time for me. Um, and I'm being asked to come and deliver deliver talks. And it's sort of, oh, gosh, mm. I, I could do five talks in a day. Yeah. I can do one if I'm going face to face. But when I am face to face, there's such a buzz from the mm-hmm. audience. There's a totally different kind of interaction. Um, there's cues, you know, physical cues that you miss online. So yeah. it's brilliant. But it, I think now as a speaker, it really has to be worth your while to leave yes. the house. You can do so much online. Yeah, absolutely. But but it, it seems here to stay. We've got the blends now. We've got that hybrid option. So and um, great people are back in the room. But like you said, you've got the option to speak in four different countries in one day if, if you want to now. That's awesome. And and actually, the very last question from me today, I could have talked to you all day, but the last question is, if, if anybody wants to find out more about you or book you as a speaker, what's the best place? Where's the best place for them to go? Yes, to my website, which is jennygarrett.global. Um, and then you can just uh, contact me via my website. So, yeah, that's that's the great place to find out about everything I do. Fantastic. What I'll do is I'll post a link to that in the show notes and I'll also post some links to all of your social platforms as well. I appreciate that, Tom. Thank you. So, Jenny, thank you so much for your time today. You've shared so much great value and advice um, with our audience. Really appreciate you coming along. And yeah, great to meet you. Thanks so much for inviting me. It's fun.